0: Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish, from bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at adelaide.com.
1: A big thing about business is there's going to be things you're really good at, and there's some things that you're not so good at. Luckily with me, Stephanie's the brains. I'm more, like, hands-on. I'd rather be in the restaurant cleaning the smoker up to grease to my neck.
0: I'm D'Elia Cologne, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. Whoever said not to mix business with pleasure hasn't met this engaged couple who are successfully running their culinary empire together. Today, we're continuing our Couples in the Kitchen series with a pair who both make their living in the food business. Stephanie Swans is the founder of Empa Mamas inside Tampa's Armature Works food hall. Her fiancé, Felix Bubba Flores, is the founder of Wicked Oak Barbecue in Seminole Heights. I recently sat down with the power couple at their Tampa office from which they run their businesses. Stephanie and Bubba recall how they met in the most Tampa way ever, and you'll hear what I mean in a minute. They also discuss the challenges and benefits of having two restaurant owners in the same household. And they talk about feeding Bubba's young daughter as a family that's always on the go.
1: So the first time I met Stephanie in person was at the Cuban Sandwich Festival. I was just an attendee. She was actually working the event with her food truck. And we became Facebook friends after that.
2: I so, was April 2017. Let me remind you. April 2018, I'm I see him at Armature Works, and we become Facebook friends. April 2019, we go on our first date.
0: So this was like a slow barbecue, slow and low kind of
1: relationship. Yep.
0: This would slow. be like a brisket or something. and yeah.
1: <laughs> slow. So um, then they, what happened? The only conversations we had previous to that were like, hey, how's the business? Or hey... How's the restaurant going, stuff like that. And then he started texting me. It was really funny.
2: So I couldn't stop texting him. And I actually was like, hey, have you heard of Boozy Pig? The Boozy Pig is owned by Andrew Tambuzo. He's a good friend of mine. They do whole animal butchery. you got to go get some meat from him and check it out. Let me know when you go by. I'll swing by and, like, you know, say hello.
1: no. Okay, you maybe I said, said, let's go exactly. grab food, you whatever. Said, maybe I would love to take you and check it out. I said, okay, sounds like a date with the winking face to test the water. And she went along with it. So
0: I love it. This is such a Tampa relationship. We've had Andrew Tambuzo on the podcast twice. So I love it. It's like a full circle moment. Okay, so let's back way up. How did you each get into cooking? You have your own separate journeys.
1: So I got into the food business. So when I was 18, 19, my uncle, Carlos, owns a sandwich shop by the port of Tampa called Cocos. Little Cuban sandwich shop, hot plate, stuff like that. I had actually got laid off and I believe I was like 19 and my cousin called me cause he was working for him at the time and me and my cousin Coco are really close. He was like, Hey, my dad needs some help on the grill. You know, you're interested to come work at the sandwich shop. I said, I don't know nothing about food. What the heck am I going to do? He's like, we'll train you. Well, I went and worked and it was fun. It was awesome. I I fell in love with the interaction with the customers because it's open floor plan. So like when I'm cooking eggs and stuff like that, I'm chit-chatting about football with the customer. So it was like really cool. But the shifts were from four o'clock in the morning until two o'clock in the afternoon. So like afterwards, you're dead. Like you had no life afterwards. And um, I worked there for a while, um, loved what I did. It's a lot of work. The restaurant business is a lot of work. Me and my cousin both said like, screw the restaurant business. Like I would never do that. It's crazy. Like, we don't want nothing to do with it. Fast forward into 2015, I bought a little grill from Lowe's. My cousin took me to pick it up. We started you know, just messing around and people would come over and taste it. Like, man, this barbecue's good. You should sell this. I was like, heck no. At this point, I had just became a single father of a one and a half year old. I was working corporate America. Like, restaurant business is expensive. It's a lot of work. Single father, like, no thanks, but no thanks. And... Before you know it, I started doing little pop-up car shows. I let the guy talk me into it. And then my one of my best friends was like, man, we should do competition barbecue. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, that's a whole nother world. You're out of your mind. And I actually got into the barbecue business from watching TV shows and cookbooks and YouTube videos. And that's how I fell in love. And so I didn't know anything about barbecue until I was 26 years old. And had no clue about it. Everybody thinks, oh, you probably did it growing up with your grandfathers, your dad. No, we didn't do any. We didn't really barbecue. That wasn't a a thing. And I started messing around. My friend called me one day. He's like, hey, I signed us up in Madeira Beach. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, we're going to do it. I said, okay, sure, why not? So we did it. It was in July. It was hot. We were on a softball field. It rained the whole weekend. And we still placed like 30th at a 60-something team. So it was kind of like, okay, hey, well, maybe we do got something here. So we started running with it, and our third competition we ever did was Plant City Pig Jam. We won first place in brisket, first place in ribs, and that was like setting the hook. Two months later, I drove to Georgia. I bought a trailer, and me and my 80-year-old grandfather in his front yard, it took us about two years. We built it out, did all the plumbing, got it all up to code for health inspections, all that stuff. And in September 19, I quit and went full-time with the food truck business. And then in September of 20 is when I opened up the brick and mortar in Seminole Heights.
0: Wow. I love hearing that story because so many people say, oh, I'm a fifth generation barbecue yeah. pit master. And it makes you feel like if your great, great, great grandfather didn't start it, mm-hmm. then you can't do it. Yeah. And so I love hearing that That's, you picked it up as an adult.
1: Yeah, I'm a barbecue enthusiast. I love barbecue. And most, nine times out of 10, like, oh yeah, you know, my grandfather owned this place or my cousin, like it's generation to generation. And no, not for me. Mine's uh, YouTube and TV shows and wow.
0: cookbooks. So, so you're the the patriarch, and then maybe your child will pick it up. How old is your child you know, now?
1: I got a 10-year-old daughter. Oh. And, she, I mean, she loves being there. She loves helping out. But hopefully she can just run it and not have to barbecue when we mm-hmm. get to that level. <laughs> and so I'd hate to throw her into that mix. It's, yeah. it's a lot of work. What's Bar- her name? Uh, her name is Jordan. Jordan
0: oh nice okay I'm going to ask you a couple questions about being a dad and cooking later okay. but Stephanie what about you how did you get into this whole empire so I am not somebody who is a chef
2: or a cook or who went into this business because of food I went into this business cuz I wanted to be a business owner I wanted to be in business for myself I remember I was working for Hilton at the time, and it was probably one of my favorite jobs I had. I had a great team that I worked with, and we still all stay in touch. But I remember sitting at my desk on multiple occasions, and I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I just always kept on thinking about Oprah. Oprah, I don't know why. She was just such a huge inspiration for me as a female leader and as somebody who just like went for it in life. And one day, finally had the courage to go into business for myself, and I did that because I was sick and tired of working for somebody else. I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired and was ready to do my thing. And I um, moved dropped everything I was doing, quit my job, moved home back to Tampa. I was living in Games all the time and really didn't have a plan. And one thing led to another. I met a couple from New Jersey that was moving down with a food truck and they needed some help. So I was like, okay, I'll go to the beach for a few days, watch your kids. And next thing you know, I was helping them on the truck. And the next thing you know, I was interested in the food truck scene. So here I am. uh, It's like, well, maybe in mama's could be a food truck. So we put a plan together. It took about six months to put the business plan together and to build a truck. And next thing you know, we were rolling on on the streets of Tampa in February of
0: 2016. Wow. Amazing. Okay, so... Where did the idea for an empanada business come from? Sure. As opposed to like burgers or spaghetti.
2: Yeah. So my family is Cuban. My mom's side is Cuban. And I grew up with a grandmother who was just an incredible cook, my Lela. I still swear I can smell her house. I can taste her food. It's weird how you, you know, have those certain memories about some people. And I want to say one of the things that I think, and I'm going to cry. I think one of the coolest things I have as far as like memories of people are like smells and like feels and tastes. I love that, so I I could still smell how her house smells when you walk in and she's got way too much garlic on the stove, but it worked, right? So anyways, grew up with just a family that cooked a lot. One day, my aunt, who is actually just this blonde-haired, blue-eyed beauty from South Carolina, not Cuban at all, is actually the one who taught me how to make empanadas. And I remember going to her house and being at there at like 9, 10 in the morning, we started with the meats and we were slow-cooking ropa vieja and we made picadillo and all these different ingredients to put inside of them. And the next thing you know, we made the dough and it took us all day, like all day to roll these things. you think I would have gotten the memo that they were labor-intensive then. But the memo I did get was that Hey, she told me you could put anything you want inside of an empanada. So when she said that, she's like, let's make some dessert ones. So that night we made some peach ones and some blueberry ones. And then about 20 years later, when I turned 30 is when I really started going down the empanada path. And then it just started. It was the breakfast at Stephanie's, sausage, cheese, egg, hash browns, gravy, topped with gravy. Then you had Dixieland Delight, which was cheese grits, barbecue pulled pork, red onion, jalapeno, pickles, coleslaw. And I mean, they just like took off. And I was making them for friends at tailgates. And they're like, you gotta make these. I would stop and buy one from you. And that's just kind of how it went. And then one day, one of my friends was a little under the influence. At the end of the show, he was like looking at me and he goes, hey, mama. And I'm like, that's it. Next day I secured the domain. And about a year and a half later is when I decided to move home to Tampa and really pursue it.
0: Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at (laughs) Adelaide.com. Are you an impa mama? Do you have kids as well? I know you're getting ready to be a stepmom to Jordan. Uh, girl, I'm she already is. a stepmom.
2: Yeah. We call me. We, we're stepmom. We're Steph not stepmom mom in the house. So <laughs> on the way to trademarking that.
0: So uh, my, friend, my friend Stephanie Hayes, who writes a column for the Tampa Bay Times, yeah. also refers to herself as stepmom. Does mom. she?
2: You got to tell her that. We, we ran into somebody. Actually, they got, I should have worn it today. Bubba and Jordan last Mother's Day got me a stepmom necklace nameplate. It's super cute. It's gold and it's beautiful. So I am very involved in Jordan's life. She's with us 50% of the time. We have one week on, one week off. Jordan is a, a very sweet girl. I'm so, so excited to be her, officially her stepmom. She's a great kid.
0: That's so fun. I also have a bonus daughter. She's 24 now. Her name is oh. Arielle. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> yeah, shout out to Arielle. But it's interesting if you don't have any children and now she was seven when we met and nine when we got married. So it's not like you're you know, feeding her a bottle and then we're going to do some pureed vegetables. You are now feeding a child. Mm-hmm. So what kinds of things does she like to eat? And did she change the way either one of you approach cooking?
1: No, she didn't get any of that from me because I'm the pickiest guy you ever meet. And she, her and stuff, I eat whatever you put on the plate. She was eating Brussels sprouts last night. I wanted to throw up just smelling them. <laughs>
2: I usually get my veggies in when Jordan's with us. Otherwise, I don't get my veggies in as much. But any opportunity I have to eat a salad when Jordan's there, I do. Because Bubba doesn't eat salad. And also, we actually don't really cook a lot at home, believe it or not. We are just very busy. So we, other people cook it for us and we'll take it. We love our friends that can cook. So we will support our friends as much as possible. Yeah. And you're in
0: armature work. So you have so many options.
2: Yes, definitely. We definitely do. So we try not to eat out too much because it's obviously not as healthy, but we we definitely don't cook as much as
0: we should at home. No judgment. That's fair. You're cooking all day. Yeah. What else does Jordan like to eat or has she changed the way you approach your business?
1: Jordan is a really big part and I would say just supportive. motivation, supportive. You know, there's that saying that everybody always says, I want to give my kids everything I never had. But Jordan has just, ever since the day she was born, has always pushed me to do better and want more. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today without her, and especially without Steph. She definitely brings another dynamic to our relationship. If it was just me and her, we probably have a lot different lifestyle. But when you get a 10-year-old Hit into the picture. It's definitely life-changing between softball and school and tutoring, like it's every day, like Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> like it's literally, Monday we got And practice. we only have
0: one. Let me ask you actually, because on those softball nights, how do you even figure out what to eat for dinner? I feel like I'm always trying to pack food and have them eat it in the car.
1: Oh, we're good. We got, I mean, we're, everything's usually planned out. We have, we meal prep, all this stuff. No, but we'll No, yeah, we definitely don't. <laughs> we usually <laughs> Make get Make me home. feel better, please. We usually get home. Uh, Eating dinner nine like last at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, last night was eight o'clock, and we Uber Eat something. Like it's last minute. Like
2: I actually it, picked it up last night. Yeah, last, last night, night we I it actually up. picked it up because yeah. it was by the ball field. But yeah. normally Uber, I don't even want to know what our Amazon or Uber Eats bill is for the year. I really don't. It would probably scare me. That's, okay, that's how bad. No,
0: you're actually making me feel better because you two cook all day, and then you've got the one child, and it's a juggle. So I think Shit. a lot of people listening can relate. Are you two in a position to help each other? Like I have a friend who's the pastor of a church and her husband is the pastor of a different church. So mm. she can never go to his service and be the little cute first lady with the church at because <laughs> she's got her own church and she needs her own support. No. So are you two able to help each other or are you both like, I need help?
1: No, we're both. We I mean, Stephanie's got a lot more on her plate than I do. So we we definitely help each other out. Stephanie helps tremendously. Her and her dad help Wicked Oak and We'd never be where we're at without them. We definitely work well together. We try to help out. I mean, a big thing about business is there's going to be things you're really good at. And there's some things that you're not so good at. Luckily with me, Stephanie's the brains. I'm more like hands-on. I'd rather be in the restaurant cleaning the smoker up to grease to my neck. Stephanie's very business savvy, very organized, the backside of the company. So she's she can have that. I don't want nothing to do with that. I hate the business side of the business. But no, we do work well together. We're constantly helping each other out.
2: I was definitely scared that it wasn't going to work. Yeah, I just was like, there's no, like, I never ever thought when I was single and dating that I would meet somebody in this business and like, it would work. Why? It, I don't know. Just because like, my problems become your problems and just double the problems, but it didn't work. It wasn't like that from the get go. It really just worked. And when he made the choice to go full time in 2020, that all stemmed from, I don't know if you know this story, but basically during COVID armature work shut down because we were a food hall. I did a 90 day budget and was like, what the heck, if I do not operate, we're going to have some issues. So I opened up shop over at King of the Coop. Joe Dodd had two kitchens over there and he let me use half the space. So we were open on Uber Eats. The first week open, we did like 20 grand on Uber Eats, which is insane on Uber. And actually, I think we were their top producer for that week. Now, again, probably 90% of the U.S. was shut down at that point. But I'll take the stat. Like, let's go. So after we moved back into Armature Works, Bubba was like, well, what is Joe going to do with that space? So Bubba approached Joe. So I am now in the middle of having conversations with AW about a new concept. So Bubba's over here telling me, hey, I want to move into this you know, location and open a shop. And I'm over here talking to Armature Works about doing the same thing. And I'm thinking to myself, Armature Works wants to be open in 90 days. Bubba hasn't been open because it's been COVID. There's really not much food trucking business. We need to get him doing something. Even if he's doing what I just did on Uber, it would work. So I'm thinking, oh, no, we have to open two restaurants. within In, like in the middle now, of a pandemic. In the middle what? of a pandemic, right? Taking that chance, like, is the world going back to normal, right? So we did it. And going back to your original question, I you know, I told him, I said, if we're going to do this, we have to take this business as if it were part of what we're already doing, even though it's yours and it's separate. But we're going to use the same payroll company. We're going to take the bones of what I've established for Impa Mamas. And we're going to apply it to muchachas and we're going to apply it to Wicked Oak. So really at the same time, we kind of created this unofficial group of businesses and how we do things off of our social media person, how we, you know, do X,
0: how we do Z, this thing, da, 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 da. it's, it's consistent across the board. I mean, you two are very organized. We're sitting here in your beautiful office space, which has like multiple rooms. And I'm looking at your whiteboard and it's got all this, it looks like it's a, a chemistry problem or something. It's got all these like letters and numbers and you're so organized. So I just, whatever you're doing, it's working. So keep it up. And I'm sure you're super busy because we're heading into the weekend and we appreciate all your time. But I do want to ask you before we let you go, if you two could have dinner with another couple, who would it be? It could be a real couple, fictional,
2: alive, dead.
0: Mm. I'll
2: go first because, and I will say this, I have never, for all you T. T Swift lovers out there, I've always liked her music, but I've really never been a huge Taylor Swift fan. Just not, not because of her. I just really never hopped on the bandwagon. Like I'm a big music person, but I watched her documentary on Netflix the other day of the Reputation tour, and I was blown away. I cried during the majority of that show because everything she said was extremely relatable to me. And, of course, now her and Travis Kelsey are dating, and, you know, why not? So let's go get the deets from Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That would be my go-to right now because I also just want to tell her that I get it. I understand her. She might be on a totally different level than I am, but everything she said – i just, i get her. So anyways, I'd pick Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift right now, but that's just me.
0: That's a solid answer. And with a 10-year-old, I mean, you've got to have uh, yeah, she, a working knowledge yes. of Taylor Swift. Yes, I've totally. seen that documentary you're talking about. I've seen the movie,
1: mm-hmm. all the things. Jordan's actually not a very, she's not a Swifty. If you gave her the option to go to a Taylor Swift concert or a Jelly Roll concert, she's going to go to <laughs> oh, Jelly Roll. Or,
2: yeah, I would say Jelly Roll or, probably right now. Yeah.
1: I've never really thought about going to dinner with another couple.
2: I have somebody. But,
1: I, know who,
0: I know who would, I would. Who who Bubba would say? I know, uh, you say it first and I'll tell you who we should go You to. know what? I wish, like, write it down. You tell like, them who your people are. She's going to type it out in her phone.
1: So I'm going to tell, I got a couple that I would love to meet and talk to. And I think if I, we could sit down and have dinner with a couple, it'd be Tony Dungy and his wife.
0: Coach oh, Dungy. I mean that very, seems doable. Yeah, they're Tampa. They have a Tampa where where you at? Let's go to dinner.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> lives in Tampa. He he's a pastor at what's Grace Family Church. I don't know where he's at now, but he's I didn't just know that. yeah. They live in like New Tampa area.
0: Yeah, Tony and Lauren Dungy, yep. former coach of the Buccaneers, former coach of the
1: Buccaneers, yeah. Super Bowl champion, authors, Colts, just author, man very, of many talents, man man of very many talents, just a leader all around, on and off the field, does a lot for the community. And I just I love the way he coach. I love the way he goes about everything. He's very soft spoken, and I just think it would be a great conversation. And I think we could probably take a lot from that conversation. Yeah. And leadership and motivation, all the above.
0: Okay, I feel like we can make that happen. I mean, I can't, but I feel like (laughs) oh, make it happen. The universe. (laughs) I feel like the universe could make that happen. His
1: son used to live right down the street. We see his son walking his husky like all the time. mm
0: Hmm well, yeah. why don't you make like a dungy empanada and he'll have to come try Maybe it. Maybe I'll make a dungy empanada. I don't know what would go in that. Okay, so let's see. What did you actually I'll tell you. I'm not going to write it
2: down, but okay. it's not a couple.
0: But if there's anybody I could have
2: a meal with today, I would invite my grandparents, my little and Lelo who are deceased. I would invite Bubba's dad and of course his grandparents as well that have passed because I think that would be fun. So that's a great answer. Because we also, we joke around that his dad and um, my grandmother hooked us up in heaven. So, um,
0: but that's what it be. Oh, I love that. Well, thank congratulations on you. all your success with all your businesses and of course your engagement. Thank you. Amazing. So Bubba and Steph Mom, yes, thank you Steph so much Mom. for your time. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. Thank I appreciate you, so you much. coming
1: out.
0: That was Felix Bubba Flores of Wicked Oak Barbecue and his fiance Stephanie Swans of Empa Mamas. If this conversation made you as hungry as it made me, then you're probably jonesing for a barbecue recipe or maybe something Cuban right about now. Well, you will find both on our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm D'Elia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas and Alexandria Ebron, who was the subject of last week's Couples in the Kitchen episode with her husband, Robert Ebron. Those two are adorable. So if you missed it, definitely go back and give it a listen. The Zest is a production of WUSF, copyright 2024, part of the NPR network.